2020 has been a real whirlwind, but one thing that has been constant is the last six months we have reviewed one Mission Impossible movie every month. And this week we finish off all of the currently released Mission Impossible movies. So, Hosweeties and listeners, as we finish off the year, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to listen to us talk about... Mission Impossible Fallout. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi. Josiah. And hello to the listeners of this podcast, the only podcast, How Star Wars Is It? Yeah, we take any topic and we review that topic, but mm-hmm. we're not giving it a score of how no. good it is. We're no. giving it a score of how Star Wars it is. And, That's right. Um, you know, take, take everything that is Star Wars. We sure. got a new season of The Mandalorian. We got frickin' Grogu. You take all that and you boil it down into its own grow goo, and then that's a chili, and that's then a chili. that's a 10 out of 10. Anything with Star Wars, you boil it down into a chili, you got a 10 out of 10. That's we right. are going to, this week, take Mission Impossible Fallout and hold it to that standard. That's right. We've done all the Mission Impossibles. This is the last one currently. They're yes. making a new one, but it's not going to be out for a while. Right. And we planned this. We said the last <laughs> one is with six months left in the year, six uh-huh. movies. Here we go. Yeah. And we we've had got a lot of really good planning that we did where the, yeah. the one title of the Mission Impossible movies that has the word ghost in it, that was during mm-hmm. our spooky month. Like we, we planned this out months ago and everything uh, it worked out great. Just like Ethan Hunt, it might look like luck, but really it was us like it was skill. with a lot of skill and organization. I have, and to, to, uh, let's get our guests in here because I have a theory, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of right what seems top. like luck, but I think might have been planned from the beginning, I have a theory mm-hmm. about the names of these movies. But we have another guest uh, talking about this one. We had Ethan and Caitlin on for number four. Yeah. And then now we have another Mission Impossible expert. Who is also a guest on Mission Impossible 3. <laughs> yes. Past and no doubt future guest. No doubt future. <laughs> Michael Delaney. Hey. Hi, hi, hi. Hello. I, um, I thought for a second you were going to give me a very weird compliment of what seems like luck but is actually skill. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you might think that he's just wandering around in the dark. No, here's my – right from the get-go, here's my theory, guys. So you know how they stopped with the MI number name scheme? MI3? Yeah, and so it was like Ghost Protocol, uh, mm-hmm. Rogue Nation, Fallout. I think it's because they realized, hmm, MI6 is uh, a thing is and is a is spy thing. I wrote that down in my notes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think they realized that around number four, and we're like, we can't keep calling them MI something because right. then it's gonna it's gonna be like, oh, is this one a, about MI6? Like, a, like a, no one would actually think that, but right. I feel like they would be like, that's another thing. If you Google it, we don't want. We want our movie to come up. So that's like, my no, first No, no, no. Spy MI6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and Tom now they Cruise. can't name any movie like Mission Impossible uh, Bell. Bell? Is that the first B word I could think of? Because that would be MIB, which is oh. another series of movies. <laughs> Mission Impossible Bell. <laughs> and they also can't name a new, any new movies Mission Impossible Now I'm 
on Neptune because that abbreviated would be Minion. <laughs> Copyright. You're right. You're right. So, yeah. so yes, like I said, that is skill from the beginning. They knew it, yeah. which is why they changed the naming scheme. So, guys, I have a lot to say about this movie. I took a lot of notes about this movie. I, what's interesting is I just edited the Mission Impossible 5 episode. Mm. And it just came out today, the day we're recording. And you guys both listened to that episode today, yeah. right? Yep. So, so we're coming Solomon Lane on the brain. Yeah, we're coming in <laughs> fresh. Like, I yeah. feel like I... I know the mythos of this franchise right now very well. Every time you mentioned Solomon Lane, I was I thought you were going to say Solomon Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> Just now when you said it, I thought you were going to say Solomon Grundy because we were talking about like superheroes before. Sorry, right. Solomon Lane. Gr- strong guy and maestro. Maestro. <laughs> maestro. Grundy born is still on, the number one Solomon as far born as Born on a Monday or something like that. Uh-huh. So here's, okay, this movie, t- okay, this movie is a sequel to uh, uh, Rogue Nation. Like, five and six are essentially a two-parter yeah. mm-hmm. that should be watched in conjunction because it gives you the whole story. Yeah. Valid, right? It's. I would say it's, like, technically the first sequel. Like, actual. I mean, you could say everything's been an installment up till now, but, right. like, yeah. it's the same creative team and practically the same cast. And same, like, it's same ext- storyline. Like, you could watch... Rogue Nation is a standalone, but I would argue that Fallout kind of isn't a standalone. Like, you almost, it, you could watch it by itself, but it, it would not be as enjoyable there if is you... There is just, yeah, right. There's there's a lot of different continuity reference. There's a lot of his wife stuff referenced. Obviously, she's in it. And yeah. then there's a lot of the characters from the previous movie that, like, you could watch MI6 on its own, but or, you know, Mission Impossible Fallout on its own, but there would be a lot of, like, who? What? So So right out the gate, there's some this movie this movie has like a lot of it kind of has some fun with like going into like Ethan's sort of imagination dream zone mm. where like scary bad things are happening and he's seeing like his wife and he's seeing Solomon Lane and he's somehow seeing, like, he knows that Solomon Lane has grown a beard while he's incarcerated. <laughs> he just well, you know, he's a good you sketch artist, Solomon right? Swear. So he's probably extrapolating out like he's a like, true. police sketch artist can be like, this is what they probably look like now. Okay, If I trapped a guy in a glass box like a year ago, <laughs> what would he be? How would he long would like his beard now? be? Yeah. But the, they do a lot of the. Uh, there's a lot of this like like three or four times they use this device of Tom Cruise either sleeping or being knocked out or whatever and then having a nightmare essentially about his wife and Solomon Lane and the world exploding Mm. which is like not in any of the movies like this was such a new and interesting device that I was like oh okay a little imagination land this is kind of fun they really amped up like like how important this movie should feel for like with those with like the ad campaigns, like calling it Fallout, having Solomon Lane repeat in the trailers, the fallout of all your good intentions. Like, get ready. This yeah. is big. This yeah. one's intense. Like, and if there's like a thesis to this movie, it it revolves around like Ethan and his choices. Like, yeah. like saving one life or, right. or not trading one life for many or whatever is like the, it's, it's, Again, like a theme is maybe a little too far in the same yeah. sense that in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation that it, there's like a theme of what what a spy means to his or her government, like in terms of like how useful and how they treat them or whatever. But like that yeah. version in this is like you're so, unwilling to sacrifice a life or whatever. Big picture stuff right out the gate. I have a couple things to to say. Um, I'll get on my soapbox politically in a, in a second, but not yet. 
because this movie does the same thing that five did but right. to an even greater extent okay but but first things first this movie is captain america civil war because it is essentially uh ethan is captain america and right. his and, and imf is captain america because they're like we should get to decide it should be the individual that gets to decide we can't trust uh government or like agencies we can only trust our own judgment it should be all in the superheroes hands right so and the ethan is ethan. cap and then who, and then the cia who are, who are captain america's friends in that movie falcon uh that's benji uh, bucky and then falcon <laughs> yeah 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 so and then the cia slash henry cavill's character before it's revealed he's like you know the bad guy and everything right. my name's is, walker by the way Walker. <laughs> I love Henry Cavill in this movie. <laughs> I love Henry Cavill in general, and it was very he nice. He is to... great in the. I love when I forget if someone's British. Yeah, <laughs> I, See, you wouldn't know. I'm waiting for like I love him in this movie too, and he's okay as Superman. I haven't watched Enola Holmes, so I can't judge on that. But I he feel was like fun. he'd be he so fine. good if he was just his British self. If he was just British, yeah. He yeah. was fun in Enola Holmes, yeah. yeah. I, well, that's why I want to watch. He the, was just um, like very winning and charming in that, but because he wasn't like a, as main of a character as Sherlock Holmes is in other things, it was like we got just the right amount of him in that movie. We should watch, or you know, we should watch is the the man from Uncle or whatever, because that's hmm. basically him doing being british but also he's not british in that i was he's really not? bummed no he's not british what? he's american he, again that's annoying that fucking sucks is the guy who was in the original the man from uncle robert vaughn is in a british show that i fucking loved growing up it was it aired on like amc and like no one has ever heard of it but it's called hustle and it's about like these british like con artists in the sense of like a snake oil sales kind of mm. cons you know like they string someone along and think that they're like they've got good stock tips or whatever but they're all like really sexy sort of oceans 11 -y type of cons like they they aren't <laughs> they aren't like seedy they're like really like high production value and uh, i loved that show and he was a main guy in it he was like the only american in the show and i loved it and my dad was like that guy is the man from uncle and i was like i don't know what the fuck <laughs> I don't that, know what that is dad <laughs> yeah henry cavill's great i wish they check let him out hustle <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Hustle. Here's my here's a couple other big overall things. This I I liked this movie. I think it was very well made. I don't think it's as good as uh Rogue Nation or even some other ones in this franchise simply because they do pretty much exactly what they did in the last one and some other movies again kind of doing the same lesson like the fact that they had to teach the, C the head of the cia a lesson again immediately it's a in different this, one in, it's a <laughs> different time it's a lady yeah, yeah right like in, in five they were like the cia was like stop it and the imf was like you'll understand by the end and yeah. then they do and they do the exact same thing in this one and i'm like we just did that i and think then they're they gonna also keep doing that in every movie because, like, right. the IMF needs stakes to not fuck up besides, like, the world exploding, you know? like. <laughs> well, it was just strange to me that they, 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 the CIA was the bad guy, kind of. It was, like, another antagonist again. Right. And they taught them the exact same lesson again. And also, they pulled the same stakes, not the exact same stakes, but similar stakes from 4. Because 4's whole thing yeah. was that a, a guy We've was like, I'm protocol. going to uh, explode a nuclear weapon in order to create chaos and yes. mayhem so that a better world will be created after. Which is 
like verbatim what what they say in this movie. The greater the peace, the yeah. the greater the suffering, the yeah. greater the peace. What and, is that being a like twenty teens thing? Because obviously that's the Thanos thing, and I know that like I mean, yeah. so many people stand that idea. Well, I, well it's like, eco-fascism is what it is, and yeah, it really sucks. You, Josiah, was talking about how much he was on board with Solomon Lane's thing because I feel like <laughs> that's what they're appealing to. They're appealing to like people being like, oh yeah, like probably have good intentions maybe don't care it out like a terrorist but okay well this yeah. is a great okay this is a great segue for me to get on my little oh here we go this box. is Josiah's political soapbox here's my political soapbox <laughs> okay <laughs> so this movie does what the last movie did which is essentially like it, it, the idea of the syndicate is that they're like we're going to take down the old world order which we are led to believe is essentially like European and American interests like imperialism colonialism yes. that kind of stuff they're like anonymous but with bombs yes and the way they go about anonymous. it so I, I said something earlier like, <laughs> like it's a bomb <laughs> that's an a bomb so the uh, there's, there's this idea of eco-fascism which is sort of like that's a term for it, which is the Thanos idea of like, there's not enough resources in the world. If only there were less people, blah, 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 blah. And so right. there's like, there is, a, there is a sect of like extremist political which ideals. Which itself is a flaw in logic because like, have you seen Montana? Like you yeah. can just like build a house out there. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it's, all, yeah it's, it's straight up not true. It's, <laughs> it's just less like, about amount of resources and more about like allocating where they go. Yes, correct. Exactly. It's the allocation. It's not yeah. the amount. And so... The thing that this movie does that really pissed me off, which is similar to the last one, but even worse, is they started calling them anarchists instead mm. of terrorists. And multiple times, like, and I was like, that is such deliberate and specific language yeah, to right. where it feels like, I mean, all movies are propaganda. Everything's propaganda. But I was <laughs> like, wow, this movie is really heavy on the whole, like, we are all about the but then but then the, it sort of wants to have its cake and eat it <laughs> yes because it like, wants to be like anti like extremism and it, like the bad guys are anti-government but then yes. the heroes are going against the wishes of their own government <laughs> in order to save the government yeah. so it is yeah. it is the it is the american uh like fantasy of like the individual knowing best no matter yes. what and so like that is the biggest thing like because that once again that's captain american civil war right it's like ethan hunt knows best doesn't matter what anyone else thinks he's always going to make the right now choice. now he does he does <laughs> it's honestly if if he was real in this universe i would agree he grabbed onto a plane last time yeah but so the they they call them uh oh yeah like they go out of their way to like like alec baldwin goes out of his way to trash talk the cia because like because uh, they're like, oh, we're gonna waterboard. Uh, what's that actress's name? She's she's Angela very good. Cindy Lauper. Oh no, <laughs> Cindy. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> she's a singer. Angela Bassett. She she's like, you know, we're gonna wa- we have a waterboard waiting for him. And then like they go out of their way for Alec Baldwin to be like to get intel that we can't rely on. So they're like, guys, right. guess what? Torturing doesn't work, and the CIA is the bad guy. Yeah. But also, no, they're not. Because she also she also says like you use a scalpel, but I prefer a sledgehammer, which like goes against the idea that everyone has of like spies. Like, right. I don't also think of the CIA how... as just like a guy who goes in like Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it depends on what CIA operations we're talking about, because like you know sometimes their scalpels were not very good scalpels. You know, if all the times they tried to assassinate Fidel Castro is anything to be, uh-huh. like, taken away from, maybe it is a hammer. Maybe it's a big hammer, and they're not as good at what they want to That's do. That's true. Well, and plus Michelob Ultra. <laughs> 
Oh, isn't that the, one of the things? <laughs> yeah, MK Ultra. <laughs> that took me a second to figure out what you were talking about. <laughs> but anyway, so to, just to go, I'll get off my political soapbox here. But this movie does what the last movie does, which is essentially being like, we're going to take down the old world order. But the way that these people do it would not be the way that anybody in the real world would do it. Because like, in order to take down the old, the old world order, they're going to starve and irradiate India and China? Right. That's not the old world order. You would go yeah. to the United States yeah. or like, I don't know, the UK or yeah, something. Yeah, you would just like nuke the Great Lakes because that's yeah. where the US gets like all of their water. Yeah, do you think that the United States of America is going to give two shits if people in China starve? No, they're going to be like, oh great, we get more money now. All it it's going to do- is like sort of a murky- plan just from a from an executable actionable thing standpoint yeah. like okay so your goal is to remove water like it like uh yeah. hendrix and and in a uh, ghost protocol like he just wants to start a nuclear war and if you shoot a bomb at the u.s the u.s will shoot a bomb at you and like right. <laughs> this, this I love- one is just like it, it's it feels very oceans 11 in the sense of like yes. all right if everything goes according to plan exactly as i hope it does Mm. My thing will have repercussions down the road. <laughs> I also love getting. I'm off my political soapbox now. It might come up later again, but my I we talked about in the last of us about how petty like Ethan is when he's like, I'm gonna build him a box to be in. But it's also <laughs> amazing that Solomon Lane is is also so petty to where they are like they are both willing to almost mess up their own plans in order to fuck with the other person. Uh-huh. Like Solomon Lane almost. Like, if he hadn't been worried about Ethan, he could have absolutely done this whole thing without a hitch. But he was like, I want him to be there, and I want him to suffer. And I was like, dude, you're bad at your job then. You shouldn't care about that. It's so, so, they're so petty. I I didn't really realize, I don't know. I love this movie so much. But, um, like, it's such a ride. Uh, (laughs) What I was going to say about this particular thing, though, is that, like I didn't realize till this past watching that like Solomon Lane had two separate plans for Ethan's like failure. Like at first his plan was to get him like like framed and in, mm. in, in imprisoned and like when that didn't go well he you know said well I'm going to drop the bomb or whatever in Kashmir uh, where your ex-wife is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um he has contingencies. It's yeah, that he same is thing. very like the emperor. Like I've planned for this. <laughs> it was that thing we said in the last in the episode about five, where he he is the Ozymandias at the end of Watchmen, where he's like, "I already did it," and you're like, oh, "He had a plan for everything." Yeah. Which, speaking of the emperor and having a plan for everything, I just started. I know I've the only people I've actually told are the two of you, but I just started rereading 1988's Dark Empire comics, which basically is what invented the idea of the emperor had clones of himself made. And I remember even this was years ago when I was reading it, and I was dumb. I'm I'm dumb. Like I'm not good at textual analysis. It's very sure. weird that that's sort of like the 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 hook of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a I very remember, specific analysis you're looking well, for. Well, that's though. true. But I remember like as a kid reading that and going, boy, 
okay, we got to get rid of cloning as an opportunity in Star Wars because yeah. you can just like say like, no, I had my finger in the page. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like it's like when little kids are playing imagination games. Yes. And it's like, well, yeah. I'm invincible. It's, and it's the like the reason that, there's on. a DM when you play role playing <laughs> games. Yeah. Like, because yeah. otherwise you just go like, oh, but your, your shot missed. <laughs> I win. I win. Yeah. Oh, okay. It is well, pretty like fantastic that we you know have all these expanded universe things that no longer exist now and a lot of people mm-hmm. put a lot of stock into it uh-huh. uh, and then disney redoes it but they just do the same thing they just yeah, right. emperor clones right. himself yeah. they did yeah. that in the 90s dude like yeah. that's yeah. that was what you came and, up with and as far as i know i think people who are big star wars fans were like eh. <laughs> yeah right. like i think that was a, a thing that um because at the time in the eu um if something was written, then everything that came after it was had to go like, okay. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> like I remember I Jedi having a line or two that. about dark empire being like, Oh yeah. Even since Palpatine cloned himself and then like it like brushed it aside, but like you had to like acknowledge things that came before you just simply because they also were written. <laughs> well, I mean, like, when I like, would play with star Wars toys, I'd always just be like, well, Vader died, but he's part robot. So I guess he's just all robot. Now he's <laughs> back. <laughs> like he's yeah. back, think baby. the dumbest justification. Right. <laughs> Speaking of playing with toys, this movie has some real fun set pieces and toys and action things yes, they just throw some stuff like, together. the major action pieces in this movie because There's that so sort of many... becomes what our MI breakdowns yeah. are of like, okay, what were the so like four things that happened? For, first off, this movie's long and I watched it in two sittings and absolutely in the second sitting, I had no idea why anyone was doing anything <laughs> that they were doing. Like, I was like, why is the White Widow here? What are we doing with her? What is she Max's supposed to do? Max's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, Max uh, from we'll the get... first Mission Impossible. <laughs> oh, really? That's, that's fine. Yeah. That's, yeah, that, uh, that was a point I was going to bring up because it's, I'm going to build a case for why this is the most Star Wars movie yet. Like, Honestly, oh, I, think, like, yes. like, I think I'm, this, I'm kind of on that vibe with you. I love Mission Impossible 1. Love it so much. Yeah. And like, so they're pandering to me and I hate that they're pandering yeah. to me. They're pandering in a way where, uh, okay, so Josiah, I don't think you realize this uh, since you didn't know it was Max, the arms dealer from the, the first one, right? So yeah. we are introduced to her daughter at this like, I don't really understand charity slash arms dealer thing. Yeah, uh, but either way, whole, she yeah. she qu- quotes something Max says in the first movie. She mm. says, yeah, you're a Max, a Max was something of a paradox. And I'm like, yeah. that's so specific. Are you trying to tell me that was like her catchphrase? Be like, <laughs> good morning, <laughs> yes. darling. I brought you cereal without milk. It's something of a paradox. <laughs> like... What it's uh, it's just Which, that Star Wars if, right there, man. Let's, that let's, is... We just have to assume then that that is true of her, and boy, would she be a pill of a person to be around. Yeah, awful to be around, just constantly being like, "Isn't this no, interesting?" It's a good right. So I, the act, so like the set pieces, so like there's like chunks of this movie. The first chunk is like they lose the plutonium, uh, and yes, the they're trying balls. to get the they, they bring Ethan in. They're trying to get this plutonium. They lose it. The second chunk is the halo jump the halo the halo jump yes that's where we that's where we meet henry cavill Mm -hmm. uh or is it is it cavill or i think it's cavill cavill henry cavill hamill and and a 25 million dollar mustache yeah oh fantastic the mustache (laughs) that that caused all the issues that's how much it costs to cover up that mustache the mustache that that turned superman into shrek (laughs) yeah (laughs) and was that 
I have to assume that this Halo so jump nice. was another thing that like was at least partly practical effects. I, I think yeah. so. At the very least, some camera person ran backwards out of a plane so that he yeah. could shoot Tom Cruise running forwards out of a plane. Right. Because yeah, you, you know who knows when those things begin and end, but that right. initial shot did yeah. happen. That, like that's his jump out of the uh, plane. Yeah. And then so so we have that as his big stunt, and then also the literally flying a helicopter in yes. like the ending he, sequence. Like, literally they just keep building, man. They just keep building. They're gonna at a certain point they're gonna have him like defusing an actual nuclear bomb, and they're gonna be like, <laughs> for this movie we made a nuclear bomb. We went and to a nuclear test site. <laughs> Tom Cruise learned how to do it himself because we right wanted it to be real. Right before defusing the bomb, someone um, shot a knife right at his eye, and we just wanted <laughs> to do that to get his like adrenaline going. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's wild. So, oh, oh my gosh. Because they did that. We talked about in the last in this movie. In, no, in MI two. Oh, that's right. I was like, that, that sounds <laughs> like the, familiar. The knife blade that's like that's like centimeters away from his eye is also real. <laughs> Just like, right. Why? Oh wow, <laughs> I didn't know that. Why are you doing this? It was like on a cable. Like it would. It it was measured in such a way that it wouldn't have like gone into his eye. That's, but like, I don't know. What if you fucking Why do I not sneeze? know this? That's yeah. great. <laughs> Something. So in the last movie, he held his breath for like a long time underwater, and yeah. we and we learned that he can do it in real life for six minutes i sent mike a news story a while ago apparently for avatar 2 yeah i'm not happy about it yeah <laughs> kate winslet oh yeah was it kate winslet beat tom cruise's Come record on. because she she was underwater and held her breath for over seven minutes you're gonna push this man to hurt himself kate <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah there's gonna be the first scene of this next mission possible is just gonna be him underwater just for no reason like, just we sitting don't there need for him a solid to drown minutes. sure of course these movies will kill him but we want it to be like spectacular <laughs> yeah we don't that, want him to be... he does that minority report if you've seen that that's when he loses his kid he's like how long do you think i can hold my breath underwater tom cruise has always wanted to do this oh man my God. <laughs> that's like that's like this is like his so like uh, Tom Hanks pees in all his movies. This is Tom Cruise's that, where he's just is like always trying to hold his oh, breath he, underwater. Hold That's on. a thing. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Yeah. There's a Guys, lot of, we're educating lot... each other on a I lot of stupid I can think shit. only of A League of Their Own because it's an iconic <laughs> pee scene. Okay, he pees in A League Top of Their Own. Top five pee scenes. For he me. tells JFK. <laughs> He tells JFK he needs to pee oh, in Forrest Gump. Yeah. In Green Mile, he I can't pee without doing it in pain. And so, like, it's a big part of his character trait when he's able to pee without okay. pain. What about Woody? He gets peed Toy on Story? by a statue. Yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, he gets peed on by a statue. There's lit- I just Googled it, and there's to- 2014 top 10 movies where Tom Hanks urinates to move the plot along. What? Yeah, League of Their Own, he does it in the terminal, The Burbs, Road to Perdition, The Money Pit, Forrest Gump, Castaway, Apollo 13. Apollo 13, and you see it because it goes into the, the urination constellation. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, The Green Mile, and Captain Phillips. So, yes. Wow. He pees in every movie. Good for you, Tom. So the Which show notes you... for this episode will just be that Tom Cruise pees in every movie and then like yeah. all of our Twitter handles. Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, Tom <laughs> Hanks. Yeah, sorry. At a, certain point, at a certain point there, you wonder like, does he seek out projects where peeing is a pivotal role or once he's on, do, is he like, do you think we need a pee scene in there? Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe he's open the... to suggestions, Josiah. You could see if he uh, wants to have a pee cup in his next hey. movie. <laughs> I need, to... dude, if anyone would invest, it would be Tom Hanks because he loves Hi, pee. <laughs> Hi Tom, you specifically. Mm-hmm. I want. I'm gonna go on to Shark Tank and ask him if anybody knows Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. Shark Tom Hank, sir. Is that something? No. 
Shark Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah, like shark. I don't think so. <laughs> shark Hanks? Uh-huh. I don't know. So uh, other fun things. Oh, another cool thing that this movie does is when they 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 have fake Wolf Blitzer. Oh, uh, so good! Best use of Wolf Benji Blitzer gets to ever. Wear a mask. They trick they trick the guy who like made the nuclear bombs right. into thinking it already happened, and they trick the audience for a while. Although yeah. there were, at a certain point, I was like, "What's something's not right here? This seems wrong," especially because the thing that made me realize it was I was like, "Wolf Blitzer would be a huge liability." Like. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, it's not really Wolf Blitzer. It's it's Benji. That, that is a fun tricking the audience thing, though. Like, yeah, uh, to, it is. Not to reference good. Ocean's Eleven again, but like half of that movie, they are like just basically lying to the audience that mm-hmm. what you see is actually correct. And then they tell you later, like, no, never mind. Just kidding. It wasn't. Yeah, I was ready to walk out of the theater when they uh, took down the sites of all three <laughs> Abrahamic religions <laughs> versus of Christianity. Right? So <laughs> right. intense. And also, where'd they get that? Like, they had somebody, they had some like shoot, someone like at IMF. Dr. Footage. <laughs> yes. Is like a fucking amazing like blender and Maya. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or they just this, called like the corridor crew. <laughs> this taps into my fanboy, like, like it's sating me as well because they're doing the first movie again. They're doing yeah. the first movie where they have the whole set that they like take apart yes, to get right. the. Um, confession out of that guy. But the people mm-hmm. watching the screen are just on the other side of the wall. Right. In the first one, yeah. You know, this movie, speaking of the first movie, we've now referenced it twice. This movie also has a big motorcycle thing, which I always chalk up to the second movie because that mm-hmm. feels like the motorcycle movie, even though he rides a motorcycle in like all of them. Except this, the first one, I think. I think every yeah. other one. That's right. The second one is what set the tone for the motorcycles. I would argue this movie, To someone said it's a sequel, uh, to all of them. Yes. Like it is, um, it has character elements and, and, and uh, plot elements of the first movie. It has the motorcycles of the second movie. It has the wife His from wife. the third movie. Mm-hmm. It has the bad guys plot from the fourth movie. <laughs> and, and, well, and then it and, has and all the like, characters from the fifth movie. Right. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, and even from the fourth, you have Benji being like, like Benji being in the four, the yeah. forefront. And then like in five, they bring back Luther being in the, in like the main team. Like in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I, I would agree. I was going to say that earlier when, when, we were talking about how it's a sequel to this one. It brings back elements of each one. And so it's like fans of number one, fans of two, yeah. fans of three, you have his wife. Yeah. Fans of four, for like every fan of any of the movies, you'd be like, oh, we're playing to you. So in that regard, Delaney, I'm going to agree with you. I think this one is leaning to be maybe mm-hmm. the most Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yeah. Because it like, is a lot of hey, like, <laughs> it's like, what do you want? We got yeah, it. What do you want? <laughs> and also, is, was it, I think you're right. The first time that Benji wore a mask, like, I think it was. That's, that's yeah. another, In fact, I think like... you pointed that out. Did I see this movie with you? I think we went and saw it Yeah, together. we did. Yeah. That was the second time. I was like, I you have... want to see it? I'll see oh, it again right. anytime. You had seen it. <laughs> I, I remember, like, I, I know I have seen, like, many, I think three through six in the theater, but this was the one that I went and saw after, like, it became really cool or not cool but just sort of like mainstream to like fucking like the mission impossible movies you know i feel yeah. like right. once they were good yeah like right they have been good for a long time but like at some point it became cool like pizza or mustaches or whatever to like True. like mission impossible or and star so, wars yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and i was just like so hyped to go see this movie and i remember i remember getting home and like still being kind of like on and like it's, amped up because it's of up, that man. final helicopter scene. I Ooh. watching it again now. I've seen it maybe three times now. I just watched it recently, obviously. But um, 
the <laughs> a thing that and this is very Star Wars, a thing that I just like kind of am tired of in movies is the sort of peril fatigue of yes. like if you crash your helicopter, did you have to crash it? at the very edge of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. Like stakes raising and storytelling, but like that, that, that scene, that whole set piece lasts what? Like 20 minutes. The, the countdown is only 15 minutes. So the bomb goes off, but that sequence is easily 20 oh, of him trying to climb up the rope, falling down, climbing up again, kicking well, the guy out of the helicopter, then ra- ba- bashing the helicopter into the other helicopter. Then just planning then, on like, being a kamikaze. Like yes, he's yeah. fully ready to die. Like, it's not, it's not you trying to kill the other guy. It's you trying to get the little thing in his hand. Like, like yeah, what is yeah, your fucking Ethan, plan? Ethan, what would have happened if you had rammed into it and it just dropped yeah. down into the mountains? Yeah, and, that guy and, and, is like, gone breaks. now. Yes. And so is the button you need. Yeah, man. I watched this with my dad and, and he was saying something similar by the end. Like, cause they get, they get, especially Ethan gets beat to shit in this yeah. movie. He <laughs> falls out of everything. He, he gets hit so many times. He literally and, breaks his foot. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I'm like, you, Oh, did Tom Cruise really break his foot in this movie? That's, so that's the whole why mustache thing. That's the mustache <laughs> thing, man. When he uh, is jumping, remember that the scene in London where he's like on the, Running the line across with Benji buildings. and he's like, I'm about to jump out a window. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the next scene where he jumps from one building to another. And um, you see him they, kind of limp away past the camera. They kept that take in where he, he hit his foot on like on, on the, the vertical cor- on, surface on the ledge yeah. and and busted it and he didn't want to ruin the take so he just limped through you know till off camera and then he you know his his doctor said like okay well you like fucked your leg it's going to take like 6 months to heal and so like production was like okay well we'll pause production and he was like, no, 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 not six months. It'll only take six weeks. Joe Bluth was like, we'll do it in two yeah. weeks. <laughs> That's yeah. true. God, and, Tom Cruise is And a because he is um, a maniac and possibly an alien, or at the very least has some Scientology juju going oh, yeah, for yeah, him, yeah. Like, I think they managed to make that happen. But that the, the, the timeline shift is what allowed Paramount to be like, okay, sorry, Warner Brothers, we still have Henry Cavill under contract. Like, yeah, you they can't, had precedent. You, oh. you can shoot with him, but he can't shave his mustache because <laughs> his mustache is owned by Paramount Pictures. <laughs> gotcha. That's fantastic. It's so Until crazy. further notice. It's so much easier to wear a fake mustache. It's just like <laughs> such excellent like dick-measuring Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> also, at that point, I think Henry Cavill didn't like being Superman, so he was probably like, yeah, I'm not going to shave my mustache. I don't even yeah. want to like you you guys figure it out what he should have done was do the um caesar romero thing oh yeah just put makeup over it (laughs) it'd be what peach peach (laughs) makeup disgusting it would just be a a ben nye pk zero or pk one or whatever (laughs) the so real quick before we the uh so we have the the jump and then they're in the there's so much of this fucking movie but then there's a whole like club scene before they get to the White Widow and oh there's a great God. bathroom when Henry a great Cavill bathroom loads fight. his arms like guns oh dude I, I literally one of my notes is like I think my sexuality is that part where Henry Cavill yeah. just goes <laughs> foom, foom, yeah. with like both of his arms and then like it like makes his shirt poof on each one just a little bit. And then you see just how giant and built of a man he is. Yeah. He's not even that tall, but like next to Tom Cruise and everybody else, you're like, this man is just like Yeah, he really such is a- like Superman. They yeah. edited out of the 
movie, but like in the trailer, they had like when like he punches, Dunkock. like it's two different, it's two different takes or something. So he looks like his beard grows as he punches <laughs> his fists. <laughs> it's and then so they good. fight that guy who I think is like famous fight guy in the bathroom. Famous I could fight see guy. That. I think he might be famous fight guy. <laughs> but yeah, there's man. The there's... running on the buildings is so fun. When when Benji goes like, why is he running in circles? <laughs> like, yeah, there's so much fun with the fucking computer and running, <laughs> turning, and being like, oh, I had it in in not, I had it in two D mode. Definitely it's the like, most oh, like fun. involved running sequence. And of course, Tom Cruise loves to run. Loves to run. Oh, loves to run. They let him do all his favorite things. He gets to free oh, climb later at the end. That's right. To, this movie really is like. Which is have two. you guys seen two. all of the Mission Impossible movies? Like, yes. it makes me, it makes me kind of nervous for Seven because like it feels like a trilogy has just ended and. A, like sexology has just ended you know yeah. like they said we're yeah, gonna pull I out could all the stops. see that this next movie like since it is gonna be literally the same people making right. it again that would probably be the trilogy you know uh in, yes the know, Macquarie he, trilogy right. yeah okay so before we go to the break because it's probably yeah. almost time did you guys take notes too because I, I took a notes yeah. and I, we can just run through some of the other stuff we haven't talked about I yet. did not so go okay. ahead well first so so let's see next thing I have uh, there's he has to pretend to be the bad guy, right? There's that's we have some sneaking around, we have some like Chewy and handcuffs kind of thing, where he's pretending to be the bad guy, and then we have another Chewy imagination. We have another imagination palace where he's like, "What would it be like if I had to truly be evil and kill all the all the all the cops to stay in character?" Oh, right. right. He, yeah. it's I, like this movie takes an interesting stance that none of the movies have before, where it's like. Ethan is a fucking good guy, man. Yeah. Like he cannot kill someone by accident. I mean, yeah. how many fools did he kill in Mission Impossible 2? I mean, oh, right. it's and just of course like a you could, shooting movie. <laughs> you could argue that like they're all bad guys, but like yeah, this well, movie goes out of its way. I think this is kind of a Han shot first type thing where it's like, yeah, he kills people, but they're bad people. That yeah. that's that's what I was going to say cuz later so he changes the whole plan, doesn't like to not kill any cops. Uh, which I wrote down, what's a cab in French? Because, like, come on, who even gives a shit? But so, like, when they, there is a point where they get, they finally are away. They have Solomon Lane. The whole crew is there. And then they get caught by random French police woman. Right. And, like, pretty they, French they, police woman. Yes. <laughs> they, they all freeze. Like, oh, no. And I was like, Okay, surely Ethan's going to do something charming to get them out of this situation. Like, right. he'll just be like, like, and then, no, they all freeze. She pulls out her gun and is like, what are you doing? And I was like, there are so many ways, Ethan, that you could have diffused that situation of just be like, bachelor party, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll see ya. And, like, just been like, oh, so sorry. Yeah, Don't worry. weekend at Bernie's style. <laughs> yeah, he's he's drunk. He's drunk. and yeah. Or he, we're, ha we're hazing him. Literally anything. Like Clue, the movie Clue, where they have the yes. dead bodies and they pretend to make out with them and listening to, hello, hello again. La, 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 la. There, there's so many things... <laughs> There's so many things that well, could have done. Well, life could be a dream. But then, imme <laughs> immediately, imme even though we've said this whole thing where Ethan's like, I don't want to kill people, specifically, like, innocents, he then just, like, cold fucking murders four of, the, of <laughs> the White Widows guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, the the cognitive dissonance there, right. like, Ethan doesn't kill, but he will in a second if you are a bad guy. But it's yeah. like, you don't know there's... What if that guy was forced into it right. and was doing this because he was afraid. What if that guy stole a loaf of bread to feed his family? <laughs> like, who knows? I stole a mouthful of bread. 
<laughs> also, this is just a random. Okay, uh, more notes. The, when Ving Rhames gets to give his speech about Ethan's only cared about two women. Oh my god! And his, at, yeah. First off, I was like, who's the other one that's not yeah, his wife? Are you talking about to Ilsa? Her? Yeah. Yeah. Second the off, other though, woman I was like, who looks just like his wife. <laughs> right. I was like, first off, you're. Fi- I was like, Ving Rhames is bringing the heat. This is a great monologue. But the but the and then later when they're talking. Uh, that this is not related to that, but the way that Tom Cruise says "infiltrated" at one point is bonkers. Yes. Did you guys notice infiltrated, that? Infiltrated, no. maybe. Yeah, he goes, "The CIA has been infiltrated," yeah. and I was like, <laughs> "What?" Nobody's gonna correct him on his line yeah. reading, man. Okay, They're no, just gonna fine. be like, uh, "I guess we have to keep it." Yeah, it's so strange because it seems like something that could have been changed, just like ADR as well, where yeah. it'd be like, "Hey, Tom, can we get you to come in and just say infiltrated?" Yeah, but like they kept him saying infiltrated, and it, it was just so odd that it took me out. And I was like, why? Why did they? Why did he say it that way? Right. Uh, when that French uh, cop gets like shot in the legs or whatever, I was watching this with my friend, and like he commented on the way that she was looking at him, like she was like he, she just fell in love with him. Like the way, <laughs> the way that she was looking at him was like, thank you, nice man, who I don't know what you're doing, but you killed those people who shot me. <laughs> those four men, which also I think technically means you're still a criminal and I should still be trying <laughs> yeah, to call right. you in because I just saw you murder four guys. <laughs> like, yes, yes, they were had guns too but you all you can't just kill four people in front of a police officer well i guess you can if you're white anyway <laughs> oh back anyway, on the political uh, we'll be right back. Got <laughs> three white guy podcast <laughs> oh shit two are mics <laughs> two mics and a josiah talking into three mics uh what other notes do you have delaney because that's i think most of mine so, are actually let's cogent see. i um this is something I never noticed before. I've seen this movie at least three times. It's like they had weird lens flares throughout the movie. Mm. Like if mm. you looked at the center of the screen, there was like these three like dashes of light. That like like for any if like from a, the headlights or from like the club windows, yeah. it was just some weird thing that they carried throughout. Um, the uh, again, I said this. <laughs> I said this exact same same thing in the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mission Possible 3 episode. Maybe I just really like The Dark Knight. But this movie really makes me think of The Dark Knight. Like, my favorite scene in the movie is when they're doing the build-up. It's like 12 minutes when they're doing the build-up to um, break Lane out of his uh, oh yeah truck. Yeah. Like, they're building that tension with the score, and it's just rising and rising, and it just kind of feels like something like the like dark knight like well, prisoner exchange all, type thing yeah, yeah it feels like the the it feels like pull, uh flipping the semi and yeah, stuff in dark exactly. knight because it's that well, same yeah. like we've got we're on the streets it feels real it feels practical effectsy so I, I totally know where you're coming from and i don't i didn't really care about solomon lane in the last movie but make him like all bearded up and like having to like yes like that little <gasps> Think before, yeah. like yeah. he dra- like they is trying to humanize the- him in the same way they humanize Ethan in the third movie. Yeah, like, they gave him a beard. Yeah. The, so the yeah. other thing, the Except other, thing, the other beard wife. was his wife. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Who and, and like that's the last part of this movie is it all takes place in like a fuck like somewhere near India ish and they. Or like on the border of India or something. They, it's Kashmir, and they should have played Kashmir by Led like is doing right now. <laughs> but his wife is there, and it's the first time we've seen her since the third movie. Like we she's see referenced her ever so quickly at the end of four. Right, right, right. She right, gets right, right. The whole story almost as much as screen time as Luther in that movie. Which That's is right. A right. Goddamn shame. Because and, yeah. and then and then they also sort of. Uh, 
not retcon, but they add in where it's like Luther's like, I'm who taught her how to be a ghost. So you're like, right. so that's why he was there at the end of that one. And we also saw her. Yeah. Maybe that's why they were both there. Interesting. More likely he didn't get paid enough. <laughs> yeah. He was like, not this time, guys. Yeah. Okay. The I'll thing I want to talk about real quick. I don't, uh, and, uh, th- real quick before we go to the break and bef- uh, we, we can also come back and do finish up notes afterwards yeah but like thinking about the stakes of this movie for versus the first movie mm. are absolutely bonkers yeah. right <laughs> like thinking about what ethan has had to do from the first movie where essentially they were just like spies i don't know gathering intel for who yeah, knows it what it was all very like spies in disguise I- internal sp- <laughs> yeah yes it was yes. very internal spy logic like it, it, it was basically like a workplace comedy minus the comedy. <laughs> like, right. it's just it, like it felt like trying to do your job so that other people like don't get fucked doing their job. <laughs> yeah, it felt like the spycraft, like Cold War style, where it's yeah. like nothing that scary is happening, but we do need to have spies out there to make sure that we know what everyone else is doing. Yes. And then that versus now, where he is like essentially a superhero stopping nuclear war every right. other year. Yeah. I'm like, do you think when he... <laughs> it's all been nukes, man. <laughs> yeah. Do it you will think always he... now forever be like, my plan is to do this one event which will kill half the planet. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the escalation thing where it's like you can't, yeah. you know, they've already gone big enough. But do you th- I, like, do you think whenever Ethan was hired by IMF that, like, he that was in the job description? Or, like, did IMF <laughs> increasingly get to do crazier missions? To where, like, because in the beginning it was like, oh, yeah, I'll be a spy. And then at a certain point, it's like, you want me to, I'm sorry, you want me to what? We have to defuse a nuclear bomb. Oh, okay, great. Sure. Uh, are you asking for a prequel series starring Tom Cruise and Emilio Estevez? Just doing, like, <laughs> like <Absolutely>. paperwork? <laughs> yeah. And, desk and Emilio Estevez always likes folding gum in half. <laughs> and Red I'd... light, green light. <laughs> I, and I want I want them both to be the age they are now, but playing younger, like uh, Irishman summer Irishman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Irishman era Tom yeah. Cruise, and no CGI, but I want them to pretend they are in their twenties. Uh, but and they, they could do the like same thing now. with John Voight. They could de age yes. his face and maybe de age his politics. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I was like, Drake Hotel, there's, there's, a, there's a John Voight joke in here. If yeah. I don't read it, someone else will. <laughs> We we, we just it. left Chicago. We we went to Indiana for Thanksgiving. That's how far back we're recording this. Um, and anytime I'm driving south on Lakeshore, as you get toward downtown, I see the Drake Hotel, and I think of Job. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Drake Hotel. Drake God. Hotel. Chicago. Those goddamn Gideons. They stamped it, didn't they? <laughs> number uh, one. Boy. That's Mission Impossible um, One. Everyone, have you been listening one. for the last six months? Yeah. Um, uh, well, should we go to we, the break? This is going to be a long episode. Yeah. yeah let's jump. Well, we don't have a real game. We so. don't. That's true. So let's go ahead and jump off the Burj Khalifa into the Sarlacc pit. Here we go. He basically does jump into a Sarlacc pit in the fifth movie. It's just water. Yes. A water Sarlacc pit. Very true. Is there a Whee! pit like that? Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Bye. We love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizmies and listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of a show, but we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. 
Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars' Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the House Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. B- Bye, Bye, babies. How Star Wars is it? And we're back. Yeah, and we're back. Um, you know what I think would be a fun thing before we before we do our sort of segmenty gamey thing. We should, given that this movie is, um, it, it, it's it's almost like a you know how one of our one of our metrics on how Star Wars something is 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 it like a very visible and like wearing it on its sleeve some mm. of its parts like of yeah. of other influences. So this movie is like definitely made up of all the movies that came before it. We should at some point like predict things that will happen in the seventh movie <laughs> yeah. based oh. on the formula they've like very firmly established. I, you know, I, I'm having this thought like earlier we were talking about like what like the escalation, like what are they going to do yeah. next, and how it might be the finishing of this trilogy. I would love if in the seventh one it was much more subdued like if they went back to sort of like because you can't get higher stakes right. than the world dying so in like the if way they w- that captain america civil war did that they were just yes. like okay we're dealing with the repercussions of us literally lifting a planet off of the earth yeah. or, or lifting a city a off city, of the yeah. earth rather like so I feel like if guys they went... just don't say the two words Sokovia Accords. Don't get me started. That's the most exciting thing to talk about. <laughs> Speaking. Oh, and also, so we're t- so for this game that reminded me of one of the jokes in the Lego Har- uh, Star Wars yes. Holiday Special. I'm excited which... to talk about this. That's what our game is this week. We're going to talk about the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. When you guys told me like that we were doing this, I was like, "This is the best episode I've ever been on." You <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched yeah, this came out... now long enough ago that I I even thought this morning as I woke up, should I watch that? today again because i already kind of forget it <laughs> i watched so it I, again with my cousin the other day yeah i just watched it so th- so we are recording this like week after thanksgiving like a right. couple days after thanksgiving and this special came out like two weeks ago week and a half like week ago i don't know mid yeah. november yeah. yeah but so they first off they stole me and mike's idea uh because uh we were gonna we wrote our uh holiday special oh, with the yes. new sequel series <laughs> people right. and we were pretty close for some of the stuff that they that they did yeah i'd love to like revisit that episode and see like were we need to we see how clo- close <laughs> yeah we were close with the idea of like uh bb8 being pretty front and center obviously and like focusing on the new trilogy characters um but guys it was cute it's fun it's only 47 minutes uh, any cute, any Lego, Star Wars, anything like in listeners, if you have Disney Plus, which I'm sure you do, watch all of it. Watch all of the Lego Star Wars that's on there. That's all great. Something that Michael Delaney said earlier today was Lego or like Lego all should Lego do. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Lego should do Star Wars. Like all Star Wars should be Lego now. Or he said something along those lines. And I <laughs> absolutely agree. All Lego everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 cute yes. and fun are the two words you used. And that's like exactly the thought I had. I thought it had a like I look at the Lego Star Wars things as like a PG version of the Family Guy Star Wars things. That it's yeah. just like this it's is sketches. For, yeah, it's like it's like Star Wars sketches for people who are fans of Star Wars, which makes it all the more heartbreaking that that Star Wars detours show like never yeah. actually existed except for the recent leak leak episode. 
I didn't take very many notes just because I was just like, I'm just going to watch it. The only things I said were that, uh, so they do bring back Chewie's family, which is <laughs> fun and crazy because it's the only time I think we've ever seen them outside and of the that original. it is like for life day. Like the, yeah, the central right. conceit of them having a holiday party is the same reason, which I think is yeah. cute. And they're having it on the Millennium Falcon on Kashyyyk and it's the new, it's the new trilogy like crew. And Poe very is well like, defined crew. Yeah, I was yes. waiting for that point to be brought up. Like, <laughs> which one of I think it was you, Michael Delaney, who said like, I'm really interested to hear you guys' takes on like the personalities of the main characters. <laughs> well, it was just like I, halfway through it, I was like, oh, the interesting choices they're making for these people. I'm like, oh, that's right. These characters don't actually they have any personalities like yeah. in three movies that we've like, seen. Like there was Poe almost more... does, but that's because Oscar Isaac does. The character just... is not really anything. Yeah, I was going to say, there was more personality in the Lego version. Of, I feel like they gave more character, not more personality, because Oscar Isaac did a great job, but they, they gave more character to Lego version of Poe in yeah. this, I think they did in some of the movies, because he's like, constantly like tearing up and crying, crying and they like, loved things... making him a joke yeah, yeah they loved because he is a joke in this they're, they're like oh he he's like trying to be a he's leader like he's sort of cocky yeah right yeah he's sort of bad at being a leader he's constantly crying and like Tip, he's very yep. sensitive and <laughs> I, I remember watching it thinking like this feels like dropping in on the middle of avatar the last airbender without having like seen the build-up you know like i was just like yeah. who are these characters who seem to have like a history with one another and i was like yeah. oh it's the ones from the movies <laughs> they also and like so well and so so voice acting is pretty fun in general we have a couple people reprising their roles uh kelly Mc- did? Rich, kelly Marie she she was rose Anthony Daniels is there, of course. Of course. Of you course. don't even have to pay him anymore. Yeah. He'll show also, up. C-3PO had like two lines, so I'm sure he literally just like called in on a cell phone <laughs> with bad reception, and they were like, that's fine. We don't care. Billy D. Williams Billy like, D. is there. Oh, of course. Um, and Was then we it have some... Ray? No, it no, sounds it like her, but it's not. Yeah. It I sounds mean, it's like, like it's the a, most vanilla British accent. It's like, a little more It's a little more in her throat than yeah, Ray actually right. is. Yeah. But then uh, we have Gray Griffin too, ah, who is who shows up just to be Maz Kanata, and that's it. Oh, is that like, it? She, yeah, I she don't has even two remember lines. Remember Maz in this? She comes in with the, when Rose and Finn bring in like the rest of the party. We're like, we called in oh, backup like at the end. Yeah, and Maz yeah, is like, "Where's tackles, my boyfriend?" Yeah. So and like Chewbacca embraces her. So I guess also. They, uh, that's fucking. right. Where's my boyfriend? <laughs> also, that's weird because she says, "Where's my boyfriend?" In front of and Chewie's wife, Chewie's wife <laughs> yeah. is right there. Yeah. And oh, that's right. His that's dad. like the, that old like like. I mean, this is this is from like generations ago. But the like toast of like to all of our wives and girlfriends. May yeah. they never meet. Yes, <laughs> that is exact. That's Chewy. Yeah. Chewy is a fuck. Chewy's like a an old man. fucking so and so. Chewy the fuck boy. Yeah. Maybe Wookies are polyamorous, so it's not a big deal. Maybe that's maybe, why his yeah. wife wasn't like, "Hey, I'm right here." Yeah. But so the conceit of it is essentially that Ray finds something that lets her like drop from port in portals and like different areas in the eras of important moments and greatest Star Wars. hits yes yeah and it, it was it felt like a sketch show with greatest hits and it was the just lego fun. stuff is so smart in that they uh they really make it feel like you are able to like play with toys like it like you're watching someone like play with all their legos all in the same sandbox like when i had that thought when yeah. vader and the emperor are talking to kylo ren like 
I, I am not kidding. I'm sure there are fucking fanboys out there who are like, that would never happen. <laughs> right. But it's like, these they're playing with toys. Yeah. I was watching watch. my cousin watch this, like, like because I don't think uh-huh. he's watched, definitely hasn't watched as many Lego Star Wars things as uh-huh. I have. But like, just watching the mechanics of Rey take off her wig to yes. put on the like helmet. I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's Every time really they cute. do... Every time they do a hair gag where they take off their whole hair, Uh I'm like, that's fantastic. Excellent. Very funny. I want to give a shout out to, uh, I had to look this guy up. His name is Matt Sloan. He voiced Vader. He's voiced Vader 22 separate credits. He's he's been in. Are they all Lego credits? Not all of them. He's done Vader as like a voice in some video games too. Like, uh, um, Maybe it was Fallen Order, but definitely The Force Unleashed. His, his um, Vader is so fun. It's so yeah. funny. I think the funniest, for me, the hands down funniest part of the, the whole um, movie is when like the two Vaders meet each other, and then they start <laughs> breathing like uh, at different beats, and then uh-huh. they're at the same beat, and then they're just like, impressive, most impressive. <laughs> Vader, like, being sort of huffy and, like, kind of like, hmm, I yeah. wanted the Emperor to be, like, is so <laughs> The Emperor was, like, funny. looking over him at the next greatest thing being Kylo Ren, and he was always was... just sort of, like, the third wheel. <laughs> the And then, like, the Emperor jokes. The Emperor was funny. He's also great. This. That performance yeah. is always the, funny, too. The, like, the spinny Lego chair. Emperor. Yeah. The spinny chair was <laughs> Both amazing. Both directions. <laughs> yeah, like, everything with him and Kylo and, and Vader made me laugh a lot. I was, and... All the BB-8 stuff was very cute to me, like how he like had his little uh, like extendo arm thing and was like mm, putting it on his hip. I was like, mm-hmm. why didn't they just do that in the movie? <laughs> they might as well have done that in the movie. They right. should have just done that in the movie. I like that they made fun of the uh, topless Kylo Ren. That, yeah. That's always oh, a good fantastic. joke. And the way also, they played that like Hux, like they did the um, like classic comedy bit where like oh someone's almost naked and you keep saying things yeah. that you don't mean to be like uh just looking at your chest i mean this and it's just <laughs> a chart <laughs> are you saying that hux like is in is kylo ren because that <laughs> actually like adds so a great new dynamic to that to that relationship yeah right the also i think it's the first good or i, I don't know if it's good but it made me laugh <laughs> the first good it's a trap joke in years cuz there's i guess admiral akbar or who should be dead That's- it might have just been his a different yeah, one of them no, i mean it's we see greedo at one point yeah it's true. <laughs> and he says mcclunky that's right yeah. that's right <laughs> That's his like Merry man. Christmas, like McClunky, <laughs> McClunky. But yeah, he uh, uh, an Admiral Adbar esque f- figure, if not Admiral Adbar, gives Lando a present. He says, "I hope it's a cape," and he That's goes, right. "It's a wrap." Yeah. and I was like, <laughs> "And doesn't Lego Akbar do that joke all the time?" Of course. Yeah, I oh, feel yeah. like he does. <laughs> it was fantastic. I yeah, loved that. Like there were a number of places, like like the two Vaders. There were two Lukes at one point. Like I love yes. seeing like. The it's basically eyes, like the idea. Of, oh, oh, hello there, exactly. hello there, hello there, hello there. Hello there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the idea of like Lego collectors. You buy a big set just to get the one minifig because you only had like six Obi Wans, but you needed the like Clone Wars Obi Wan or the you need the right. one with the, the different hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it did like especially that scene after Ray accidentally <laughs> when she accidentally collects so many people and figures and and literal <laughs> Lego sets because like yeah. they have the Pod Racer like yeah. Lego set. Like and when they're all in Tatooine, that felt that felt the most like oh yeah, this is just like when totally. I was a kid and it was like all right, I've got 
the Anakin one. I have the pod racer and one. I have, I have an A wing. <laughs> I have an A wing, and I have the bounty hunter that sh- that uh, that is in episode two where she like shoots the snakes. Sam Wessel. Sam Wessel. Yeah. I was about yeah. to bring. I'm going to bring her up later, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, was she in this? No, oh, okay. but I was going to bring it up for Mission Impossible purposes. Oh, oh. dun dun dun! The plot. Uh, you guys like have mentioned this before, and this is something that I kind of really hate about the new the sequel trilogy about like how the characters are just people who wa- watch Star Wars. Yeah, like yes. like oh, I've heard about Luke because I watched those movies. Yes, um, <laughs> this is like the ultimate realization of like Ray as a fangirl because yes. she like. Yeah basically gets to live all these moments like yeah. the, like i mean it's it's cute it's charming but it's also that thing again where it's just like you guys don't know what to do with this person also she yeah. the, her next extension to like I don't know. I guess I'll be a Jedi. I don't know. I guess I should try to turn Ben Solo back to the dark side. I don't know. I guess I'll train Finn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love I love the idea that this is canon, like that this is what happened <laughs> afterwards and it is that like Ray is like, "All right, I'm a Jedi master now, Finn." You said you you apparently were t- going to tell me you were going to be force sensitive according to J.J. Abrams. According in to like a piece of from Variety yeah. or yeah. Deadline. Yeah. <laughs> according to nothing in the text, but only in interviews in a different universe reality, you were force sensitive. So let's start training. You're you're right though, but like like the idea of hey Lego people, we want you to make a holiday special for Star Wars with Lego Star Wars. Like the first question I imagine they asked was like. Okay, what do we do with these characters? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, oh, we can have I have them... to play with these. Yeah, yeah, like you can have them watch the good ones. Like you're right. Like it, it's like well, this it's, weird, it's... like backwards realization that, like, yeah, no, nothing ever really happened in the new movies. <laughs> Worth a damn. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that, and weird because, like, John Boyega has been super vocal. At, like, as soon as, like, I guess an NDA or a Disney contract went out after Rise of Skywalker, where he was just like, has been incredibly vocal on like, oh, they they fucked me over as right. far as storyline goes, mm. and they did the same with Kelly Marie Tran. He was like, they gave the only good stuff to uh, Ray and Kylo, and right. that was like the only sort of like character growth they gave they gave a shit about. Yeah, and like, yeah, even same with Poe. Like Poe got some good stuff in Last Jedi, but like Finn, Finn and even in Last Jedi, I kind of got sidelined where it seemed like he was going to be more of a main character. And so John Boyega is like super had, like, vocal. But he had like a learning moment. Like he did yes. have character stuff. It was Ooh. just sort of like Finn? the clunkiest. It was gross. Yeah. Uh, Poe. Oh, oh yeah. Po. No, no. Finn. Right. Yes. Finn in Last Jedi had the clunkiest arc, but it was still it like It was still growth. an arc. It was, yeah. it was learning how to be, like basically learning like a how team to be. player. Uh, yeah. And like being okay with like being heroic kind of and stuff. You mean having to learn the same lesson he learned in the first movie it, again? It definitely <laughs> was that. Um, yeah. Well, that's. But it and that, like felt like something compared to anybody's arc in the third movie. <laughs> all that to say, it feels like when Lego is doing the things with these characters, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's like right. if they don't have like the fact that they kind of don't know what to do or like how Ray and Finn and Rose and Poe aren't super clearly defined. Yeah. Or that like, you know, uh, Ray is a fanboy of Star Wars and is like has seen the movies because the Lego stuff is already meta. It, it works right. in a way that I was like, this is very enjoyable. This is funny. And I like this. If the entire trilogy had been like this. I probably would have been <laughs> yeah. like, great. Actually, that was good. But yeah. they, <laughs> like, right. All like, the same choices could have been made. But if it was Legos, I'd have been like, great. 
Absolutely. Did, like render it into a medium that we understand. Like like they translate yes. it to Lego and it's like, oh well I understand Lego. Yeah, so this is I what this it. is. Right. Versus like the, the live action stuff where we're being like, wait, 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 I don't like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like I was just thinking about what it is about the Mandalorian that it on an episode that doesn't have a lot of like continuity plot that is like progressed. I, I remember just always kind of thinking like why am I watching this show? And I think it's I, the only reason I'm holding it to that standard is because it is live action humans. Yeah, there's yeah. dozens of episodes of the Clone Wars and Rebels and the animated stuff that I do like that are just like nothing episodes. But it's like, yeah. well, it's a cartoon though. Like, right. well, I think, I think we just like have a like an inherently different read and yeah. standard depending on the medium. Well, no Jar Jar also, in the uh, holiday special. I was kind of surprised about that's that. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, it was, it was int- like, it, it, you're right. It depends on the medium because like in cartoons, there's a bunch of episodes and so filler episodes can be a thing. Yeah. Whereas in like the Mandalorian, there's 10 episodes a season. So when you're in an episode that like feels eight. like, yeah, when you're in an episode that feels like filler where not much is happening, you're like, why? This seems like a yeah. waste of my time. Yeah. Same thing with the with the Lego thing. You're like, this is Lego. It's fun. Right. It's like animated. You go yeah. into it knowing it's like yeah. a quote waste of time. You know, it's like only it, it, forty seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't have to pay twenty dollars to sit in a theater for two and a half <laughs> hours to be disappointed. Right. Like it's it's like you know, there's different. The context, I guess, is is what matters in the different in the different mediums. I was uh, telling you guys after I watched this how I wish they would have taken more pot shots at Rise of Skywalker. They, oh, yeah. they did, though. Like, they, they alluded to stuff that was fun, and they alluded it to it in a way where they replay, like, you know, a great moment from Last Jedi. Like, I love the, the call, like, the... Um, what do you want to call that? When they, you know, flashback or whatever to mm-hmm. Kylo Ren cutting Snoke in half, and he's like, oh, uh-huh. uh... Oh, down a reactor? Re- no. Reactor chef. No, no. Never thrown anybody <laughs> down a reactor chef. Yeah. No. And then, yeah, wait, what were some of those Rise of Skywalker's jokes? Because I remember uh, thinking like, oh, that was funny. Meaning like no one can ever come back from falling down a reactor chef. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right. There's a, there, there is some stuff like with the Emperor dying but not really dying. There's definitely some of those like, well... Hey. Yeah, right. I right. thought they were going to explain it at the end, but I feel like, oh, that's a bridge too far for a Lego special to like yeah. explain a big continuity problem. Right. <laughs> right. I also thought they were going to do something with Ray at one point saying to the Emperor, like, grandpa or something like that. Like, because oh. since everyone else was saying grandpa and uncle, oh, I was that, like, that's are they going to. missed opportunity, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if they were going to, but then it felt like they deliberately didn't. Mm. And, and that seemed also like maybe a dig on Rise it, of Skywalker. It took you they... saying that just now to remind me that that was an element from that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, so shed that from my brain because it's like, okay, well, we've since found out again from, like, fucking interviews or whatever that. That, like it wasn't even him it was like a clone of him that had his bo- his mind or whatever. like well, <laughs> like yeah by the time this airs what? we will have already probably watched our one year anniversary rise of skywalker po- watch party oh no <laughs> it's coming up guys i don't want to do one that one year i might i maybe we should i don't want to <laughs> I feel like I maybe should. Just think about a year ago and how we thought that was going to be the worst thing that ever happened. Wow, yeah, yeah those right. halcyon days. We didn't know how... Hey, I'm going to blame Rise of Skywalker. What happened right before 2020? <laughs> it was a... It, it, it cursed us. Yeah. Okay, okay, last, I, last thing I wrote that I have that I wanted to mention was uh, Darth Maul. 
Darth Maul being cut yeah. in half, dancing on the sand with the double blade of the lightsaber. <laughs> like, so good. it's just so good. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, watch this. Go watch it if you can. It's yeah, really I definitely fun. give it like a recommend. Yeah, it's super fun. It's very cute. The uh, oh, I, well, I think I was gonna m- mention some more about like the the new trilogy char- characters because yeah, like Rose gets more dialogue in this than she does in all of Rise of Skywalker. And her, like, her whole thing is that like she's the one who really should be doing this whole party because she's right. like the one who's carrying everybody. She's kind she of saving the party. Doing. Yeah. She gets yeah. to sing in her teas. That's yeah. Right. Joe Blasto. <laughs> <laughs> also having Max Rebo show up, yeah. which is like, like this guy doesn't have a name in the actual movies, yeah, and, wait, and they go, they, Max they Rebo. Did say that like, his other bandmates like died? <laughs> yeah, they it made some kind of joke about it. Yeah. Because so they're like, I thought it was Max Re- in the Max Rebo 7. What happened to the other six? And then Max Rebo's like, and then Poe's like, my condolences. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Like, absolutely brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Uh, but anyway, so is that, do we have anything else to say? I don't think I have any other notes about this, but it's it's good. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, my la- I don't know if I said this earlier. Chewie's dad's mouth isn't weird enough. Because mm, in the actual holiday special, yeah. his mouth is super weird, and I don't like it. And he watches precisely zero porn. Oculus Rift <laughs> porn. <laughs> it's true. That would have been a choice. <laughs> it would have been a funny nod if they had, like, again, like the hair and, like, helmets that come on and off if they had, like, a little visor for him. <laughs> he takes it off and puts on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was... We talk about the Lego Star Wars holiday special. And we all won. (laughs) We all won this game because it was fun. (laughs) Woo. Let's finish it up. Yeah, let's finish it up. Uh, Let's see. What do I have written down still? Uh, Oh, Sam Wessel. I teased Sam Wessel earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's hear the Sam Wessel. When when, when I was watching the... um, one of the chases, one of the many chases, the motorcycle car chase where uh, Ilsa's trying to kill Solomon Lane. That was Ilsa. I, I was just like, who who can I compare her to? Boba Fett? No, it's not Boba Fett. It's like, oh, Sam Wessel. She's yeah. like a, this lady uh, assassin type right now trying to get oh, the job done. Another connection, because the other one could be, what's her face? Carrie? Carrie Russell? Yes. Visually, Russell. yeah. The, yes. Do we even remember her name offhand? Can anybody who? do it? Anybody? No. Jaxie? No. <laughs> Something? Yeah. Jaxie? Becky? Is it Becky? Yeah, I think it's Jexy or something like that. <laughs> Jexy? Jacqueline? Jackie? Jackie? You know what? I think Jexy was the name of that really bad, like, uh, her type movie where the, the Adam, what's his name, is has a relationship with his phone. The guy Ooh. from Workaholics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's so Jexy. Brutal. No, he really, he really, Adam like, d- he really did say, like, after Workaholics, I'm going to only be in bad movies. Like, he really decided that. Oh, the other, speaking of th- voices, the, <laughs> the only other thing I was going to say I forgot to about the Lego Star Wars one is that everybody was doing a pretty good approximation of, like, the person they were supposed to be. Uh-huh. But then I felt like I felt like Kylo Ren wasn't Adam Driver enough. Yeah. And I was like, I've heard so many good, there are, like, so many dumb, good Adam Driver impressions on TikTok that I've heard recently where I was like, they should just call one of those guys. Yeah. I the feel guy like they, they got... were playing more on like the concept of Kylo Ren as like, like this team. kind of yeah. Yeah, His, fan yeah. boy yeah. who's yeah. like overcompensating. Because yeah, he, yeah. he didn't have the sort of low kind of gravity to his voice. They did, like a marriage, good, marriage, they did a good. They did a good homage to his little temper tantrum. From yeah, I love yeah. every time. That, every time there's a joke about that, it makes me so happy. So anyway, uh, other notes about uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah, what this like is the last action have we not covered? So, so this movie I think has two of my favorite masks. 
the wolf Great blitzer reveals. is like a cute funny mask reveal and then the which solomon lane is the real one was a fun one which yeah. I don't think I tried to pay attention. I was like, I don't think I, they gave the viewer an opportunity didn't. to know when they swap them. Right. Like, no, they so totally it doesn't really make sense because Henry Cavill's watching the monitor the whole time, as yeah. far as I know. I, I I had that same thought too because it was the third time watching it that I was just like, wait a second, I'm gonna pay attention this time. I didn't see that one coming until until Henry Cavill saw it coming, and then right. I was like, ooh, just nice. Grown men in Halloween Which, masks. <laughs> for for the listeners, I, it's not that we've. It's not that we have. It's not like we've like cogently uh, told the plot of this movie at all, but Henry Cavill's <laughs> character is one of the bad guys yeah. and is in cahoots with uh, Solomon Lane, and he's like one of the ones that wants to end the new or the old world he's order. The by... Author of the words, "The greater the suffering, yes. <laughs> the greater the peace." For some reason, he is among the the apostles who have decided that the best way to destroy the old world order is to actually destroy the uh, global south, destroy which China, is the, <laughs> yeah. the, the the quote unquote third world as it used to be. No, like, yeah, good good call, Henry Cavill. And they gave him the PG-13's one allotment of saying fuck. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. wait, what was it? I clocked He said, that. why do you have to make this so fucking that's, hard? That's right. Yeah. And also they gave him some, some of the PG-13... Uh, gore when they when they give him a, a burnt side of his face yeah, at the very end two fight. face yeah I, I think we've covered most of the action sequences because there's the well, helicopter okay, so, yeah the helicopter thing is itself like multiple sequences the specific helicopter now could I'm have been an entire movie the helicopter fuselages banging into each other inside of a canyon like yeah right. like wow they got so lucky that that canyon was only just slightly narrower than the shell of the fucking helicopter it's the second time in that movie where their vehicle has been in a tight space and they right. <laughs> have to mm. exit it you know that that is something that you know we talked about this in the last one where um in in the fourth one it starts with the airbag deploy and then the airbag in the car later and that they do the you know they do the climbing thing a couple of times in the second one and they do i can't remember all of them but the the movies have these repeats of of like solves yeah like like this uh, action will will be again later but in a greater way and that's like a really kind of i can't think of another movie that does that as such a sort of like extra minor lay on like it's not like it's not like they wink at you like oh wow right. can you believe it that they did another vehicle in a tight space but like you're it's right only that when is you in the same re-watch. movie right yeah it, it's only on a rewatch that you discover oh this was foreshadowing like yeah. it's like and it's not even foreshadowing because it's not like this thing will happen like i don't know it's not a Chekhov's gun because right, it's yeah. not it like actually a, peril- a part of it's like a motif <laughs> yeah. it is and they, they don't they play it subtly enough that right. it's not like knocking on you the, over the head yeah. The only thing I will say about this movie, like, because, like I said, I like this one. I thought it was really fun and like had the hits just kept coming. Right. I do think it is a little too long. It's I feel very like long. <laughs> I feel like they could have taken like two minutes off of each sequence, yeah. and the movie would have been twenty minutes shorter, and it well, would have been fine. Like truly, they say like the countdown's gonna last fifteen minutes, and like that was there was like thirty five minutes left of the movie. Yeah. Like obviously after the countdown there's still a little bit more movie but like they stop the countdown at like 1 fucking second yeah. and like that 15 minutes was literally longer than 15 minutes cuz we saw the- everybody doing their action you know simultaneously one would presume you know another thing that this movie does from previous movies is you can only save the day after the bomb has been launched you know, mm-hmm. like in, in the yeah. fourth one, the missile has already been launched and they have to deactivate it while it's in the air. This is like the same thing of like, they literally will not be able to up that stake. 
Like they they can't they can't get closer to the world blowing up than a than bomb about second. to blow up. Yeah. yeah. Time travel. The world did blow up. <laughs> yeah, they have to fly Men around Black the earth backwards three. to make it go back in time and Hoover Dam gets fixed. The uh to to say what we were saying a little bit earlier the, and like kind of expand on it. This movie is if they took if they made a Mission Impossible chili because they yes. take 1 yeah. through 5 yeah. and they put it all in a blender. And then they mostly take just the fun stuff that they like. And then, I mean, there's still some clunky stuff. Maybe I would, I would argue like there's still some of the faults of every mission impossible movie. Like, like Ilsa is a very cool female character. Um, but they, they still don't have an incredibly diverse or like strong cast for the people who aren't, or like strong characters, not strong cast for people who aren't Ethan essentially. But then, yeah, it's a chili of one through five. And then just being like, here it is now it's everything you want. And, and the reason this podcast even came about was we were talking at some point about like, you know, saying something felt like Star Wars or like, how do you even like say if a movie feels like Star Wars or not? Cause it was, you know, when the sequel movies were all coming out, it was like, did that even feel like Star Wars? And like, yeah. For a movie to take all of the movies before it and like synthesize them and do that is sort of a Star Wars. At least, at least Star Wars sort of attempts to do that. Especially J.J. Abrams does. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this does. I I'm feeling this is on the higher side of things. I agree, and I think it's. I I I think it might be like the most Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, <laughs> which is like how Star how? Wars. Mission Impossible is it? Is it like how Star Wars is that? That's my game the show version of game show. Hey, I, maybe that's our this is our backdoor pilot. Well, uh, yet another backdoor pilot. We do still need to make a secondary podcast that's all about rat race. Right? Wasn't there another movie that we were gonna I just listen to that episode? <laughs> <laughs> We um, say the same thing. I was like, oh, is oh, this like a movie that, that Mike really likes and I might want to revisit? And I was like, no, I guess it's not. <laughs> no, you Dude, fine. <laughs> I, I revisited it and God, it fucking sucks. Like, I remember <laughs> liking it and laughing and my older brother loving it so much and talk, And I watched it again like when we did that episode and I was like, this movie fucking blows. <laughs> like, it's not funny. Some parts, there are still some good jokes. But a version of that movie could work. <laughs> also, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. I'm going to say it again because I, I thought about it the other night again. It shouldn't be called Rat Race. No, no. Because Rat Race is the idea that like we're all like, like struggling. Drums. Yeah, yeah. The dull, yeah. like the, the the dull like grind of the office job. I think I and, even like, the maybe la- said this on that episode. A better like um, cliche phrase than Rat Race to describe that movie would be like Wild Goose Chase. Yes, or like <laughs> just Yakety Sax. Like just that <laughs> is the title of it. It's just Yakety Sax <laughs> playing. Right. Anyway, should we? I should have we a couple of notes yes, that please. I want to hit before we go. Um, Let me see. Let's if I see. The oh, gr- the Halloween mask line that you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. like it's like the first. There's been masks in all these movies, but that's the first time someone's kind of made fun of the mask. Yeah. So it made me think of the Last Jedi when Snoke's like, "You're just a child." Yeah. In a mask. Yeah. <laughs> mask. Um, that is something that these later movies all try to do with. You know, again, it's sort of have your cake and eat it too. But like they, you know, in the last or in this one, I think it was when they said like your missions seem to on paper look an awful lot like luck. Yeah, that was in and, yeah, like five. Ghost Protocol. Brant, the Jeremy Renner character, like the whole time he's saying like, yeah, but 
that doesn't make sense. You know, like yeah. the later movies are trying to do the sort of like Batman Begins thing of like, okay, we're going to make this feel real now. Right. Make it, make it, make, give it, give it reality. So yeah. do you think it's any coincidence that this Jeremy Renner character who's questioning the, how these things shouldn't work <laughs> is oh. not in this movie? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oh yeah! Speaking of Jeremy Renner, like Alec Baldwin, I wrote down the specifically what I wrote down was I don't care about Alex Baldwin because I was <laughs> typing quickly. But yeah, when like the the director dies, and I was like, I don't fucking he, care. He like <laughs> wanted that. He made that happen. He's like, well, yeah. if I'm dying, I get a hero death. Oh yeah, you go toe to toe with Henry Cavill. What right. are you yeah, talking got, about? Yeah, he got a few <laughs> punches in, and I remember thinking like. This isn't gonna be a good fight, and I was like, if they try to make this a good fight, I'm gonna be like, no, I've seen this man fight. I saw him load his movie. arms like guns. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this should, and it wasn't a good fight, and I was like, okay, good, thank God. I, uh, I've really come around the last Jedi, guys. It's it's been a it's been a, a process for me, and I feel like it's because it's the only movie in that trilogy that says something. So yeah. I feel like whenever I'm doing my comparisons, it comes back to that. So I made this comparison to. Uh, in MI3 about the romance, if you bought the romance between um, mm, mm-hmm. him and his wife. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more appropriate here because they don't do anything with it. But, you are you know, we have this thing with Kylo Ren and Rey where you're like, oh, well, I guess they could be together. But, you know, I don't know if I really want to see that. And, yeah. like, that's kind of how this is tracking. You're yes. like, I like Ilsa and Ethan as these, like, colleagues who are both really good at what they do. Yeah. But they seem to be, like, wanting to push it towards romance. But... As you've said before, Tom Cruise is very sexless. Yeah, yes. that's not something we want. We think we do because we grew up watching Disney princess movies or whatever. Right. But yeah, like we we want we want to see him because he cares so much about her. Like yeah. that's added like emotional stakes. But right, like it was like when the White Widow kissed him for two seconds. I was like, stop. Yeah. No, not to not to Ethan. He does not do that. The oh my White god. Widow's His mom. Her- in this movie was to get like the sexy element that happens in all of these movies there's always like a sexy party where women have gowns or whatever yeah. and it's like okay well that will sure. we'll create something for did that it, I guess. Didn't Max kiss him on the lips too? It's more fucking Maybe. pandering. <laughs> so, uh, who, uh, yeah. The the other thing I'll say oh what was I going to say? Oh yeah like this is never mind it's not it's not important anymore. Oh no you don't say it. It's not that it's not it's not that <laughs> going on. I'm stuttering. I don't know why. I can't, but anyway, going off what you just and said, and we are out of time. So, does anyone oh, have any plugs? <laughs> it, the the Ilsa and Ethan thing is like I, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that where you you had like a, or if you like several of us. I don't I don't know if you're in a relationship, Delaney, because I don't talk to you as much. But Mike and I have uh, I have a girlfriend, and Mike has a fiance. Hmm. But I don't. I've uh, heard of this. Yeah. Before you were happily engaged, Mike, and, <laughs> and and myself as well. The like, did you ever have a friend where you were like, we should be into each other? Yes, it, totally. And the, but like, yeah. you would hang out and you would be like, wow, there's chemistry here, definitely. But like, and we like all sense, the same things. Yeah, it's like yeah. we should, we could be in a relationship, but then there's just not that like. Yes. X factor to make it. I feel like that's Ilsa and Ethan where where it's like, oh, yeah, you guys have so much in common. But then it's just like there's that one thing not there yeah. that would make it work. And it's the fact that Tom Cruise is sexless. And they're going to give us that. I, I imagine we'll see more of her and like they're going to always have it be this like almost, you know, like the there's ro- the, the romantic attraction in Lost in Translation. You know, like they're they're not going to end up together, but like Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson, like it is undeniable that like they are in a romantic relationship. You know, like right, they care about it, each other. It's a like lot. the same thing that it's like <laughs> these two people like 
both know exactly what it's like to be the other person because they have the same job and the same like stakes or whatever but like it, it'll never work <laughs> i uh totally confused that movie for a second with the terminal <laughs> and i was gonna be like hey josiah when did he pee in that one <laughs> so tom hanks is actually in the background of lost in tom translation hanks does pee in lost in translation he pees into bill murray's drink that he's doing like well, japanese commercials for <laughs> so that's what's weird is actually tom hanks pees in every movie not just every movie he's in but you can it's like a where's waldo or any movie right. you can actually find tom hanks peeing yeah. in there um, I in general the the series I think you know is comparable to the original trilogy where like practical effects kept getting like more and more elaborate right yeah, yeah. and I think that's the same with the stunts in in these mm-hmm. movies where where they're like you know going out of their way to be like we actually did this this right. is real um, less so with prequels obviously right I mean not at all with the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have? We should probably wrap up because we're going a little. I mean, yeah. there, we're, we've got a solid at least ten minutes we to chop have up. We definitely a lot to cover. Yeah, um, we we've got like at least ten minutes less than what's ever on the playhead right now sure. because of all the breaks. But we should probably get close to wrapping up. So, do we have any other final thoughts before we get a unit of measure? I oh, I, gosh, I think no. that. You know, by the time they're having a sixth movie, this this trilogy or this trilogy, the series is very universally understood. It may not be Star Wars in the sense that like you can't even go to Walgreens and not see a Star Wars thing, but like it's it's up there. And I would say um, it obviously is built on sneaking around, but with also some like flashy action and like this. You know, like you said, the the actual like text of the plot it becomes a little foggy as to like who indeed is a good guy. But like, like we've also said the characterization, like Ethan is always going to be the good guy. He's never going to be questioned as possibly having other motives. He's always going to be the fucking hero. Like that is, well, he will be questioned by the CIA, but not by the audience. No, we we will always know that he is right. (laughs) right. This, Oh, this is the, this is a good last point for me. I, I, there's a line where, um, uh, Cavill's trying to like frame Ethan, right? Like he's he's trying mm-hmm. to be like, you know, he's been betrayed by his government a bunch of times. Like, how many times do you think he can handle that before he flips? Yeah. Um, so like they he walks um Angela Bassett through this whole possibility, and then she says something which like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's a cool thing. That's an actual that's a stupid line of dialogue where she just <laughs> and that's pretty Star Wars where she says she like finishes his sentence and looks at him and is like, and then he assumes his own secret identity. <laughs> I was just like, that's oh pretty God. Star Wars. That's a pretty bad line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the this this I think I think I'm on board with Delaney here. Where I think this is definitely the most Star Wars. Which to go back to our ranking, currently the highest ranking one we have is MI4 with a six six point one two five. Right. Six and one eighth. So it feels higher than that to me. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a seven because seven feels like a Star Wars movie, but it could also just be a seven. I don't know. Didn't we give Pirates of the Caribbean a seven? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I, but we should. I, I, in, in my head, the fourth one is like the most Star Wars, largely because you know, up until us recording this, largely because of how like sci-fi it is and right. how sure, sure, like sure. how lucky they get the whole time. Like the, yeah. you know, there's luck in all of them, but like mm. that one is the most cartoony. It feels like. Um, but yeah, think... this one has 
other things that are very Star Wars. Obviously, we've talked about yeah. them, like that it summarizes the whole series and it keeps going like, hey, remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to, let's see, let's do units of measure so we can get to a right uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do, what was in this movie? There was so much in this goddamn movie. I'm going to do Henry Cavill, Cav- Cavill uh, <laughs> arm, <laughs> arm thwumps where he loads his arms like punches. Because it really, really was just, that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Just Mine is two. also going to be from the bathroom. It's going to be <laughs> pipes. Because the guy <laughs> grabs a pipe from under the sink and uses it as oh, a weapon. Yeah. And then Man, it's the sharpest fucking right. pipe in the world. You're like, oh, why is it so sharp? Why did they make it that way? Did it break that way? Um, I'm going to do red herring Irradiated boxes, <laughs> like fucking ba- oh, that was, that was my, X-ray briefcases. My final note will just just be to say because during that whole last thing, I was like, Benji's so fucking useless. If he's supposed to be, he was supposed to be like cleared for the field. Then why can't he fucking fight at all? Right. Like he gets yeah. his ass whipped by Solomon Lane, who was in solitary confinement for two years, and, and all his of his whole like thing muscles was that he was like he could outbrain you, yes. and not be a big brute fighter guy. And the fact that he needed that he that he got like surprised when he was trying to save Ilsa who had then had to break out of her own bonds in order to save him I was like Benji go get Ethan to teach you how to fight better go back <laughs> to school yeah you, you should I thought you were cleared for the field my guy anyway so I'm doing uh, arm thwumps <laughs> thwumps <laughs> Um, yeah, you I, know, the, the sci-fi-ness that I was attributing to the fourth one is all in the sort of, like, goofy gadgety stuff, but this one has its own Star Wars-y, like, action in that, like, you know, the helicopter scene is very, somehow it is both, like, original movie dogfighting and mm. the, like, Coruscant Zam Wessel car I chase. was just going to yeah. say that, it's, yeah. it's all the wacky flying that happens in Star Wars from the most realistic to the most wacky. Um, well, and this, I, I feel like also, like, the, the shadowy, like, the syndicate with the apostles versus, like, I am, like, they give dumb, like, that's like the fucking Knights of Ren. Yeah, the, the apostles. Jedi like, they and give, the Sith. They give silly names to things, and it's, like, the evil guys and the good guys. I feel like it's... I'm just going to go high because I feel like I want it to average out <laughs> pretty high. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, seven arm thwumps for MI6. That's, I I'm just going to go for it. I also had that mentality, so I'm going to go even higher and give it eight bathroom pipes. <laughs> Whoa! Oh wait, ten. wait, no, this escalation. Hold I, on, Mike, you have to give it something way lower well, now. My, my brain was already lower um, in, in the, like, six range, and, like, I think um, – I might just stick with six. I was going to give it like a six and a half to edge it out over MI4, but like obviously the the group consensus has already done that and not to like play against <laughs> yeah. that, but like it doesn't feel much higher than a six to me. So I think maybe I'll do um, just for ease of rounding and everything. I'll say six <laughs> so that we land at a solid seven. <laughs> That's why I was like, they're going to go low. I'm going to go real high. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't know Delaney was going to go eight, or I would have gone maybe a little. I was just going to say six and a half, but I wanted it to kind of get there organically, but I'm okay with the seven. So a couple of things. So the other the other two things. Well, so okay, first of all, how Star Wars is it? The Mission Impossible movies from, from the most Star Wars to the least on my chart here is 
Six, this one we just yes. talked about. Then Ghost Protocol. Then it's a tie between MI2 and um, Rogue Nation, which we yes. might, before the end of this podcast, we might need to break that tie. Sure. Um, and then it's MI3, and then it's in Mission Impossible, the first one. Yes. The other two lists I have here are um, what I think of how good it is, and then what I think um, of my favorites, because those oh. don't necessarily mean the same thing. True. <laughs> and I, I, I only have a favorite. I don't have a good somewhere in the middle of both of those. It's not necessarily as interesting of a metric than the how Star Wars is it metric. Yeah, I'm putting six in, my, in the middle of my favorites, too. Actually, I yeah, I don't know. I can't decide if I liked it more. My favorite list is all fucked because yeah. I don't think it actually accurately represents what my favorites are at this point. So I'm not even going to go through it. They, they are all different enough that I have a favorite depending on the mood. Yeah. Like, it's like what we talked about in a recent episode where having a favorite anything feels weird. Yeah, it feels like, like you're an I adult. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I haven't rewatched Rogue Nation for some reason. I don't know why I didn't see that in movie theaters, but it's so it's not like I high on my I list. I missed for it in movie theaters too. Whatever reason, but yeah. it's obviously still very good. My my ranking, I'll always put one at the top, so it's going to be yeah. 1 6 3 5 4 2. Mhm. I was see, like I'm, that seems like a lot of numbers. It's <laughs> always, it's always some combination of that in roughly that order. I'm confused right now because, like, when I was looking at my favorite list, I was like, I think I liked Ghost Protocol more than five than, than Rogue Nation and Fallout, but it was like second to last, and I'm like, w- w- do I remember these movies? I guess I don't <laughs> because my list makes no sense to me. But we should, we should, gosh, we should end the show. Yeah. Okay. So wait, before we do, um, because this is our year end wrap up, and we have a guest, oh, yeah. and we're talking about Mission Impossible, so we may as well try to exhaust all of these things. Can we really quickly break the tie of is two or five more Star Wars? Oh, sure. Just like yes. we could do it in like one minute if we need. I think. I think two is more stylized. Yes. Which I think isn't necessarily a Star Wars thing. Star Wars tends to be pretty just by the books in terms of its like visual style. I remember our, our biggest uh, argument for two was that it was very prequelsy. Yeah, that's it was what I like would say. Very slick and everything. And five, five feels. And uh, unfettered from a directorial standpoint. Nobody well, is like pu- yeah. pulling back. That's true. And five is a little gray in terms of like, who's the good guy and like the actual storyline. My gut is I would give two a slight yeah. adv- more Star Wars than five. That's just my gut. I don't no, know. I, I think I'm with you on that. A, a six lesser than and greater than where it's like yeah. six down <laughs> yeah. arrow and six up arrow where right. it's like it's not a percentage necessarily. It's just one is a little bit more than the other. So the how Star Wars is it meter for these goes from top to bottom. Six, four, two, five, three, one. For those of you keeping and, track at home. And folks, there you have it. We did it. It took us half a year, and we did it. <laughs> two two is also pretty Star Wars because it's got a Gleason in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> what's the, what's that guy's first name? Now Brendan. Brendan, that's right. Yeah, he's the one who gets infected at some point. Yep, and then his son's Domino, right? Yeah, right. And he's uh, General Hugs. Yep. Um, General hugs. And, and then, kisses. do we have any predictions for? Se- I think they've already greenlit seven and eight, haven't they? they or is it just they seven? have. I'm okay. pretty sure. It's just so one I, of those things where, like, we we got it. We just saw a picture so, today that they were shooting at the Coliseum. We also know from some article that I think there was some bridge in like Eastern Europe that was scheduled to be right. like fucking demolished, and they're like, "We'll do that." <laughs> and <laughs> so, like outer space. Yeah, right? I think space, space is involved. Maybe in eight. I'm gonna so say it's gonna be like a Haley... moonraker kind of thing. <laughs> Ooh. 
since Haley Atwell's in this next one, I'm going to say I feel like there's got to be a lot. I feel like there's going to be more British stuff again. Like, mm. I feel like we've got to get I don't know if she is also an MI6 or why she's involved, but it feels like because they got another British woman that maybe it's going to be the center of whatever it is mm-hmm. still. So it does maybe feel like it will be a continuation of the syndicate MI6 thing. So I think that's a safe bet. Um, do you think we'll have an Ilsa? Do you think Ilsa will be in it at all yes. or like a different character? I feel like she's got, I feel like she'll keep showing up. Do you think we'll have his wife? No. no I do you don't. think we'll have Luther and or Benji? I think we'll get Benji for this one. I feel like Ving Rhames is tired and we won't get him for this next <laughs> Do one. Do you think Luther will pack a pork pie hat that is a perfect <laughs> shape? How did he have time? Where did he put that in his bag? <laughs> That's true. He actually has a guy in every city, every major yeah, city in like the world. In he has a guy. Houses. Yeah. Um, and then, okay, I'm thinking we will most definitely see motorcycles and we will most definitely yep. see some kind of aer- aeronautical acrobatics. A man yes. will be where he should not be. Yes. <laughs> In the sky. Yeah. I feel like I feel like here's yeah. I think the so like there's there's normally there's like the, the, the core group and like this time it was or like in six it's Ethan, Luther, Benji, and Ilsa uh-huh. and, and then like Walker with, with Cavill. I think it's gonna be here's my strong prediction. Coming out the gate, I'm saying Ilsa's a main member of the team now. It's no longer shadowy mm. and she's bringing Ethan in. And so that's why we have another agent. So I'm th- I'm gonna say oh. it's it's Ethan, Benji, Ilsa, and then whoever Haley Atwell's character is, and they are the core group. And they're finally gonna do more than one girl in the core group. It's gonna be wild. Mm. That's my that's my like bold that. prediction. Uh, uh, doomsday plot predictions. <laughs> I think they have to go quieter. I think they have to go yeah. quieter. Yeah, they got to go for a different angle somehow. It's got to be something more personal or something not where the entire world will end and maybe, I don't know, just something. How do you get more personal than your ex-wife, your old, your former brother-in-law, Aaron Paul? Get Aaron Paul back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's back. And maybe Ga- Gabriel Grunberg. What's that guy's name? Something Grunberg. Uh, the guy Greg, from Alias? Greg, Greg, Greg Grunberg. Greg yeah. Grunberg, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah uh, okay well we well yeah we that's it for predictions that. yeah we do <laughs> we do I I I I have more things to say I was like shut up just let him finish <laughs> know, me, me too I have more notes and I was like okay there's just not time we got our listen we are our hey it's end of the year extravaganza yeah, yeah you can listen to this on your way back from being home for Christmas if you traveled. If yeah, if anybody got to go home for Christmas, yeah. depending on what happens. <laughs> oh boy! So, do you want us on the internet? Yes. Uh, if you do, <laughs> yes, I love yes. when he's here. <laughs> uh, uh, all our info's in the show notes. Delaney, yeah. do you want to say anything about stuff? Twitter, uh, or anything like that? On, I'm on YouTube. I'm making some videos every now and then. Hopefully, by this time, I'll have made something else. Uh, Michael Delaney or Cormac Michael. I keep switching things. And then by the time this is done, you can find me on Twitter. Or Instagram, because every Christmas I do, uh, like, I used to do a 25 days of community thing, but then I just kind of got tired of it. So, doing 25 clips of Christmas, going to do a clip a day from favorite movies that I've liked in my life. Uh, So, that'll be on Twitter, Cormac Michael, or Instagram. Beautiful. I think I'm just going to stop doing YouTube. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, it's it's like a lot more trouble than it's worth to like document making something and then actually making the thing. 
Um, and then editing the documenting of the making the thing. So just check out Rule Follower Toys on Instagram. <laughs> That's fair. It's a you you making videos about making toys is essentially doing two art. Yeah, forms it's at like once. doing like three projects because you make yeah. the toy, you shoot it, and then you edit it, and then you have to finish making the toy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, just stop doing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. The end. Merry Christmas new and year. a happy new year. <laughs> Get the tip yet, ready. Get the tip yet. <laughs> so like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. We love you. And, and may the force be with you. Goodbye. Goodbye.